Hi everyone, my name is Melissa Lee, and I'm your health coach who targets women with PCOS and women in general who wants to find stubborn weight loss. What is Nourish Mail? Nourish Mail is all about finding nourishment through your health, through nutrition and fitness, but also through careers, family, and finances. This podcast is strictly for women only. We talk about various topics, including why stubborn weight loss is so hard to achieve. If this is you, definitely put this in your podcast list because an episode will be released every single week. Hey everyone, so I'm going to take a break from the podcast and talk to you about something that's dear to my heart and it's also the beginning of why I started this podcast. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Using Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, what I'm doing now is actually reading this ad and then getting paid for it. I use Anchor because it's so easy for me to start off my business and to just get my word out there about PCOS and about weight loss. I love it because it's easy to use, it's user-friendly, and anyone can use it. If you're not confident with speaking, this is the perfect way to get practice. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money while doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hi guys, happy Friday. I'm so excited to bring you this podcast, the third podcast now, I think, of um, the month. Wow, time flies. So today is another kind of recap of my blog. It's like an audio file of my blog. Um, I'm going to be talking about the pill and how to reset after taking it. So let's dive right into it, shall we? So the pill, it sounds like a scary word, one heck of a word. Are you a pill user? If you are, please let me know. I myself, I have been a user of the pill and so have thousands of women in the past and also in this current day and age. So there's been a lot of talk around the use of the pill and why it works for some women and why it doesn't work for others. Um, right now, even on social media, there's this thing about a period revolution where women and doctors, renowned experts, are coming up and talking about the pill and what the health health income uh, sorry the health outcomes of the pill uh, has on us and the side effects. Sorry, I'm really distracted by my cat right now. Okay, so today we're just gonna cover what the pill is, what it does, and why it contributes to so many nutritional deficiencies and guidelines on how to reset after taking it. So most of my resources in this blog post and from what I read um, is from Dr. Jolene Brighton, Dr. Aviva Ram, and Dr. Lara Brighton, as they are well-known experts in the field. They have plenty of information about this particular topic and podcasts and videos. I really love their books, like You Should Check Out Period Repair Manual by Dr. Lara Brighton, and I also am reading Beyond the Pill by Dr. Uh, Jolene Brighton. 
Um, even Dr. Rom, Aviva Rom, she has an incredible and informative article about PCOS online if you would like to take a look whenever you're free. Um, I'm In this episode, I'm just going to break it down into simple categories for you. So what is the pill? The pill, otherwise known as birth control, was approved in the 1960s by the US FDA. It has since become very popular to use amongst women in order not to get pregnant, for one. Um, other ways that women have used it is like for acne problems, for example. So what does the pill do actually? So the pill ultimately stops you from ovulating um, and this will prevent you from getting pregnant. So basically, ovulation is when your follicle releases an egg and that egg would have the chance to get fertilized by a sperm and thus you would have the chance to get pregnant. So by stopping ovulation, um, the pill actually stops you getting your period and it stops you getting from, from getting pregnant. This is serious when you actually realize that ovulation is a sign of good health. So ovulation is a one of the most important vital signs of your body. It, sig it signifies that your thyroid is functioning right and your insulin levels are all right. In addition, having periods is important not only for reproductive reasons, but the menstrual cycle itself is important for us to make hormones and it's also for detoxification. Uh, fun tip here, I learned yesterday, the menstrual cycle blood actually contains stem cells. So our blood can actually be used to grow other kind of organs. It can help to save a liver if someone suffers from liver uh, dysfunction. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know our blood has stem cells. So this makes us feel, this, would, this should make you feel like you're a superwoman. Seriously. Um, okay, so let's go on. So estrogen, besides playing a big role in the reproductive system, it helps to also build and maintain the female characteristics that we have, including smaller bones, breasts, uh, changing the vocal cord length so we do not have such a deep voice, uh, maintain body temperature, and helps to prevent bone loss via osteoporosis. So the other dominant hormone in the menstrual cycle is progesterone. Uh, besides aiding in gestation, it actually helps the brain to repair after injury by repairing certain structures of the nervous system. It can also help to reduce anxiety, instill calmness. So basically, it's like your calming hormone. Um, and who would have thought because progesterone actually acts on your GABA receptors. So GABA is sort of a neurotransmitter which, is, uh, which has opposite effects to noradrenaline. So it actually kind of gets you more calm and more kind of not in a fight and flight response. And also, if you're wondering what roles estrogen and progesterone actually plays in the menstrual cycle, or you have no idea what the menstrual cycle is, or like um, what it entails, I strongly urge you to revisit my previous podcast about sea cycling, where I kind of go through the basics of what a menstrual cycle is. And also, I have a YouTube channel at Nourish Mel, um, and the video which covers all the basics of the menstrual cycle. So you should actually know all the three phases, the two dominant hormones, and what would happen if your ovulation is out of whack or if you're not ovulating. So even if you go to this blog post, um, I, have, I have put in a link to my video so you can watch it there also.
So the pill comes in both a combination of synthetic hormones, estrogen and progestin, and progestin-only form. So bear in mind, this is progestin and not progesterone. It's different. Progestin is not progesterone. So basically, when you're on the pill, you're not uh, producing progesterone at all. Okay. Okay. So they function to disrupt your reproductive cycle by telling your brain that there's enough hormones and so the ovaries do not release an egg as a result. So this will eventually get you the absence of ovulation and thus no periods. In addition, the pill causes the cervical mucus to thicken in order to make the sperm's journey to the egg all the more difficult. Um, and there are many, many reasons why women will want to get on the birth control pill. I myself... I got on them because I could not stop bleeding for well over a month. And the prolonged bleeding, I thought it was like a crazy kind of period. Um, but now I find out that I was actually not ovulating at all. It's called an ovulatory cycle. Um, and basically, I'm just bleeding, but no eggs are getting released by my follicles, basically. The most important thing to note from this blog post is to be aware of what the pill can strip for, from you besides its potential kind of benefits. So it does have some benefits, but in the long run, I really want you to be aware of why not ovulating is so bad. If you think that, you know, you just don't want to get pregnant, there are plenty of other birth control methods that are much better. Um, because the pill also involves nutritional deficiencies um, and it basically it just gets all your hormones so out of whack and you and women like they take such a long time to recover from that like um, I have read that women can take six months up to a year even after getting off the pill to eventually recover and get their periods back So going on to deficiencies, the pill depletes all these minerals and vitamins. So the common nutritional deficiencies include zinc, magnesium, iron, vitamin D, um, B2, B6, B12, vitamin C, E, um, selenium, and folate. So all these vitamins and minerals have different kind of functions. I will highlight some of them. So for zinc, it's involved in childhood development, in your immune system. Iron is a big one because it's involved in your circulatory system and red blood cells. Vitamin D for immune system function. It helps the absorption of calcium. And actually, I've read that it's also involved in a lot of other kind of relationships between vitamin A and vitamin E and vitamin K. Um, other minerals that you would be deficient in when you're on the pill include selenium. And selenium actually enhances the liver detoxification. So this is a big one because your excess estrogen actually gets detoxified by the liver. So if the pill is giving you more estrogen, synthetic estrogen, and it's depleting your body of selenium, so the selenium cannot uh, kind of enhance this detox of estrogen by the liver. So basically what ends up happening is that your liver has an inadequate function of getting rid of all this excess estrogen and the pill is just pumping it all in all the time whenever you take it. So what you get, what most women get after the post-birth uh, post control is an excess of estrogen and that is why. Um, another huge mineral, especially in period, is magnesium. 
So magnesium is involved in hormone control, glycolysis, blood glucose levels, energy production, muscle and nerve function, and protein synthesis. It's also a really great mineral for you to calm down and to help to sleep, and also good for migraine headaches. So the pill can also infect affect uh, insulin sensitivity and blood sugar balance, which we all know is a huge driver of PCOS. Um, In fact, it is like the number one type of PCOS that most women suffer from. If you know you have PCOS, but you're not insulin resistant like me, um, and the reason why I know is because I did an insulin resistant test and it came back normal, you probably are suffering from another kind of PCOS, which could be adrenal fatigue or inflammatory, or a hidden cause of PCOS. So right now, I'm going to talk to you about how to reset after being on the pill. So let's say if you're on the pill right now, and you just kind of want to get off it, or like you just recently got off the pill, um, and then symptoms that were masked are now bouncing back, like you have crazy, crazy periods painful cramps. Uh, That's what actually happened to me. And I had like, um, like a crazy bounce back, a breakout of acne, really, really painful cramps. And once a woman goes off the birth control, they can actually even get other new symptoms. As I mentioned before, it can take up to six months for symptoms to subside and hormones to come into balance. And even after going off the pill, your ovulations might still be suppressed and you might develop post-pill PCOS. Which is really sad and it really sucks, but it's definitely not incurable. So here are your pointers. Get ready. First, eat whole foods. Make sure it's an anti-inflammatory diet. Have nutrient-dense foods with a lot of protein and high-quality fats. Incorporate foods that can actually help with weight loss and balance out your hormones. I, for one, I have a guide that helps with PCOS weight loss and I I input like three specific foods that could help balance out your hormones. Um, you can get this guide at nourishmouth.com slash free downloads. It's also at the bottom of this blog post if you're interested in looking for it. Um, I think it's a really good guide if you want to know a little bit more about what you can add to your diet to help with weight loss. The third thing to the third pointer when you go off the pill is to not skip meals. You would be really tempted to do so, but women may not actually do well in the fasted state. The same thing as the low-carb diet, we may not be doing so well. We might, Some of us might need actually a little bit more starchy carbohydrates to ovulate or get our periods. Um, another, side, another thing you can try is intermittent fasting. It has been claimed to help improve fat burning, increase cellular cleansing. Um, by one side of the argument, women may not do well in the fasted state because, you know, PCOS women have high insulin levels, which may suffer from who will eventually may suffer from low blood sugar levels. Um, in addition, intermittent fasting is pretty new right now, even though lots of people have done it, but a lot of people also have not. So there are insufficient results to show long-term results that fasting has on the body, and also high insulin levels have been linked to fats not being broken down. So this one, I feel like intermittent fasting is kind of a tricky one to try if you're suffering from uh, insulin-resistant PCOS. However, um, being in a faster state could also mean lowering of insulin levels, which could help release 
uh, lower the release of testosterone from our ovaries. Um, I don't know if you know this, but when you have a high level of insulin, um, your ovaries release more testosterone, which kind of, you know, exacerbates the effects of high androgen levels in PCOS. So in my opinion, it depends on what type of PCOS you have. Um, because, you know, someone who has insulin-resistant PCOS will not find fasting helpful due to their high levels of leptin, which is your hunger hormone. But fasting may work for women who has inflammatory PCOS because of the trigger of autophagy, which is a process that could help get rid of damaged cell parts and dead cells. So it really depends on what type of PCOS you have. If you need more questions or you need more help about what type of PCOS you have, just let me know. So other pointers is to eliminate dairy, limit processed foods and artificial sugars, restore gut bacteria to improve overall gut health. So if you have better gut health, you would have better bowel movements. You would also better be able to absorb all the nutrients from your whole foods. Um, other herbal teas like dandelion root and ginger tea are really good for PMS or painful cramps. Good quality sleep, and you can even try a lunarception, which is sleeping in accordance with the full moon. So I, for one, I have not tried this, but this sounds amazing. So basically, you follow the moon cycle and you sleep according to uh, whether it's a full moon or not. So you basically, most of the time, sleep in a really, really dark room without any light whatsoever. But of the three days of the full moon, you actually face the moon when you're sleeping or have some kind of white light to mimic the full moon in your room. This is kind of interesting because um, our moon cycles can also, our, sorry, our period cycles can also be in sync with our moon cycles. So you can have like a full moon cycle or a new moon cycle. Um, that's kind of getting off the topic, but I'm so intrigued by that. So other pointers include uh, reducing stress triggers. So taking adaptogens like ashwagandha, rhodiola, monitor your stress situations. So many of us, we don't even know when we're stressed. Like you're triggered by stress, you don't even know it. Um, getting good quality sleep and actually not to overexercise. Many women on PCOS with PCOS feel like um, they need to over-exercise. They need to be like, oh, I need to like work out as twice as hard as someone else because I cannot lose weight as much. If you over-exercise, you actually might hang on to your fats and weight loss might not come so easy. Um, and also, if your adrenals and liver does not function properly, it would also affect the blood sugar levels. So as you can tell by now, everything is connected. If you're stressed, your adrenals, your liver get affected, your food, um, you know, everything gets inflamed, your insulin levels get affected. So on and on, this is like a whole chunk and whole circle. So once you start kind of correcting your diet, first and foremost, that would probably have a positive trigger down the line. 
Another one here I would say is to work on liver detoxification because the liver, as I said, is the key to detoxifying and getting rid of excess estrogen. So reduce the use of plastic containers, synthetic fragrances, and home care cosmetics, toxic household cleaners. So if you're in the States, I would really recommend uh, brands like Folane or um, Grove for your household cleaners. So Folane has a great range of clean beauty products. I love their products. Um, You can also check out Grove Collective because they offer really good household cleaners that are cleaner for your environment and for you. One thing to know why we uh, have so much kind of focus on detoxifying your environment is because Excess estrogen and endocrine disruptors all come from all these products. So from all the plastic containers, they can actually kind of act like estrogen in your body and kind of wreck your whole system up. Last two pointers would be trying seed cycling. So trying seed cycling, you can learn more about it in my previous episode. I talked about it. This is to balance out estrogen and progesterone. And sea cycling is according to the moon's 28-day cycle, which is exactly like our woman's 28-day cycle. So it might help to restore hormone balance after three months. Also, you can try to balance the reproductive cycle using traditional Chinese medicine. And this is something I'll be willing to explore more in depth and hopefully bring to you in a future episode because this is like a whole nother thing right now. Um, And the last one will be supplementing with magnesium and B6. That is the best combination to combat PMS symptoms and all the other kind of rebound symptoms that you get when you go off the pill. So in summary, it is actually perfectly anyone's choice to go on the pill or for any specific reason. I wanted to share more about the pill and what it can strip you off because I feel like it's important for you to know and not only just believe what your doctor tells you. Whatever they tell you in medical school or like in the doctor's office is just what they learn. But they have also been taught not to really listen to our feelings and our symptoms whenever we talk about pain or cramping, they would say this is normal. Whatever is common is not normal. Like what like painful cramps can be common, but it is not normal. Um, the pill can also cause weight gain if your hormones start to go out of whack. I personally went off the pill after being on it for four years and it bounced back with a definite uh, vengeance. I have a huge tendency now to gain weight more easily. I just need to find that balance between exercising and reducing my stress and also eating a really good diet. Um, Fortunately, also after seeing a functional medicine doctor, I got myself on a better whole foods diet. I am now helping to empower other women with PCOS to live beautifully and actually get your weight loss. So this is perfectly doable. And if you want to find out more about my program, uh, it's listed on my site under nourishmouth.com slash services. I have a three-month program that targets PCOS weight loss. And if you are someone who, you know, is on the pill, wants to get on the pill, wants to get off the pill, anything, I hope this episode will give you a lot more information about the pill and how to reset after it and also what to look out for. 
Um, if you have any more questions, you can always email me, melissa at nourishmail.com or just check out my website. Everything is on there. I really hope you had gain some knowledge from this and in the upcoming episodes i'm actually going to be interviewing real life women with pcos and letting them share their stories instead of me just kind of reinstating my blog post i want them to share their real stories so that you would also get um, a sort of preview into other women's life and if you're someone with PCOS and you would love to share your own story you can also email me melissa at nourishmail.com I would love to share other people's stories and hope to grow awareness around the pill and PCOS in general so that's it for today I hope to see you next week okay to health and happiness